I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Bitch, bitch, bitches, leave. Hey team, welcome back to the only program where you can hear a couple of guys talk about the movies. Wow. We're here in the chill zone. My name's Scott, here with Rye. How are you, pal? What's happening, Hoops? <coughs> well, we had a week off. You mm. had a birthday. I did. Happy birthday. I recommend everyone goes to ankfit.com and sends wow. the kids something nice. Like a check, yeah. That'd be good through the for six hundred dollars for five sessions before my price increase. If you're listening and you're a, you're one of my loyal clients, this is how I'm going to tell you: the numbers be- <laughs> are going up. <laughs> you need to subscribe to Enough Plus to learn about this. That too, actually, yeah. yeah. Um, I watched a lot of stuff, and I have a bunch of news in the time off. So, so this is going to be a big week. We should get right into it. I would say let's get right into it. Okay, then I'm going to go ahead and tell you right up top. Hmm. Actually, I'm going to ask you, do you know what we were doing on this in this exact moment 17 years ago today? 17. What year was that? 2006. 2006. Were we seeing Fuck, Grindhouse in the theater? No, but close. You are in the right wheelhouse. Okay. Uh, 06. It's not you, me, and Dupree. It's not Little Man. Also, great it's, 06 releases that we did see in the theater. I know. But not. In I this. have a lot of them in my backlog in my brain where important information should re- be living. Mm. And um, <laughs> mm, I want to get it. Don't fucking tell me. It's not Batman Begins. That was 05. And I was famously in rehab during Batman Begins, if memory serves. It's true. Or no, Dark Knight. But I think that was the bit, wasn't it? That we were excited about Batman, and then I was in rehab, and then we were excited about Dark Knight, and I was in rehab again. That sounds right. I think that was it, yeah. Sin City? No, that's 04. I'm worried if I give you anything resembling a hint, it'll just become so obvious. Give me like the smallest hint. I like to guess. It's more fun. Give me a hint of, oh, what theater did we see it in? Mm. Do you remember that part? Then I'll get it. Patriot Cinema. Mm, that's everything not a huge was it a matinee it was oh you idiot it was the departed there it is he's oh, back wow <laughs> i was oh, gonna say wow the first time we saw it it was uh a matinee. that would have given it away immediately i forgot that that was 06 yeah and i have shipping up the boston here somewhere don't worry Ba-ba. me announcing that it's about to come is how you really bring the laughs that you tell people this is what's going to be the drop uh-oh <laughs> fucking hey kid perfect here we go oh fuck is it the sports corner because my dick's out should we oh do the sports God. corner no or do we want to talk about the departed we want to talk about the departed for fans who might be new to the program uh we saw the departed five times in the theater the first of which was on this date 17 years ago october 6 2006 I remember thinking it was so awesome and not realizing how funny it was yet. I remember thinking it was the funniest movie ever made. But yeah, it wasn't a complete joke yet. 
That happened round two to three. Yeah, we lost after the second one when we had the laugh at uh, Martin Sheen getting thrown off the building. Mm. That was when it really became like the funniest movie ever made. <laughs> this is this is like when we were born, seventeen mm. years ago today. Big Seeing deal. The departed. Yeah. I, I got mean, him. I got Costello here. <laughs> I watched part of it recently. It still holds up. Still very funny. I watch all of it like probably twice a year. <laughs> Which is a reveal, I guess, but it's great. Two rewatches? It's the best source gazing movie. What do you think? Ooh. I mean, Mm-mm. that might get trumped by Killers nah. of the Flower Moon later this month. My mom asked if I wanted to see Killers of the Flower Moon. She was like, would I like that? And I was like, to be honest, um, I don't know if I can sit in any theater for that long. <laughs> I mean... I think I'm changing my tune. I think it's going to be good. What do you think? I mean, there's a very good chance that it's the best movie of the year. But I like to be a bit of a cunt and say things like it's going to be bad or it's going to be boring just to see how people react. Mm. You may know this about me. I like to kind of kick people or kick tires and sort of see where Hmm. poke the bear, if you will, is a better analogy. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't even know what my real opinion is because I've gone so deep down the rabbit hole of just being like, nah, that's going to suck whenever anyone brings it up. We can pull you back to reality. You've, you're in there. Oh. <laughs> Your real opinion's in there somewhere, and I'm going to find it. I don't know what it is anymore. I'm lost. I'm going to wrangle it out of you. Mm. But yeah, The, the Departed. Mm. Rest in peace. We saw it five times, and the all of them were at Patriot Cinemas, except one, which was, do you remember where that was? I do. I have the ticket stub right here. Brain wow. <laughs> That's not fair, I guess. I, know, I went out of my way to not post this on Instagram, so it would be a reveal here on the program. Today was the day? It was. It's today. Should we refer to this episode as the departed anniversary instead of whatever it is that we would be the featured review? We should, and thank you, and yes. Also, do you want to just talk about the departed from now until the end of the show instead of doing the rest of the show? What do you think? I don't see what else we would do. Mm. Except I do want to mention real quick the fact that Chris Rock has announced he's set to direct a Martin Luther King Jr. biopic? I have that in my notes, too. That's There's no way on earth that that's good. <clears throat> Hey, I think I I think I have a dream. Yeah, that yours was better. <laughs> Mine was just words and nonsense. He's in. Do you think this will be as good as Chris Rock's entry in the Saw saga? No. Which was called Spiral from the Book of Saw. Friend of the show, Rion, said he should only come back for Down to Earth 2, which <laughs> I would agree with because he's never... You watch him in things, like we're adults now and you notice it. Like I watched Dogma recently to be perfectly honest, I think it's great. Still mm. holds up. It's not, it's campy. It's fun, but like it's Kevin Smith. It's perfect. I love it. I'm in. Throw him in the mix. He's the, wor- the weakest link by miles. And that's with George Carlin, like sleepwalking through every scene. He stands out. He's bad. And I think he hasn't gotten better over time. He's been in a bunch of shit over the years. And I think he's just as bad in Spiral and like Fargo season four yeah. as he was in... Like the first movies he's in. I remember him being, it being a selling point rather that he was in um, the new Fargo season. And I was thinking to myself, like, who was that for? Like, who was going, oh, great, we got Chris Rock. Cause he's so funny in his stand up and it translates so well into his acting. He's such a charismatic actor. 
I love him in Lethal Weapon 4 when he's basically literally just doing his act and Mel Gibson and Danny Glover are just there. I You're up, a dishonest cunt! I brought up the wrong example. He's actually pretty good in Lethal Weapon 4. It's one of his better roles. I would say his best role is Pookie in um, New Jack City, where mm. he plays a crack addict snitch. I mean, I haven't seen that, but that sounds good. I also enjoyed him in CB4, mm. I think. Yeah. It's been so long since I've seen it, I don't even know if that's a real statement. Who do you like as Martin Luther King Jr. in this film? <sighs> Anthony LaPaglia? <laughs> oh, he, in blackface donning blackface yes i assume that's what bill burr eh dad eh you know what i had a dream eh. <laughs> <laughs> i got a black wife eh. i figured i'd get out here i was so good in that upcoming netflix original <laughs> uh bad dads or no old dads <laughs> that uh yeah they offered me martin luther king jr uh, well, you know what? Uh, you get shot in the chest. Fucking what? I wasn't going to do it, but then I got a... Uh, I got my head blown off. I wasn't going to do it. Then I got word from the lovely Nia <laughs> that it's okay that I do. I'm losing the voice. Yeah, the voice is gone. And I'm just thinking of how funny the concept is with no actual substance for me, mm. from my end at least. Okay. You see that speaking of black voices, that uh, it's Obama's wedding anniversary? Uh... Uh, I think Chris Rock's Martin Luther King Jr. movie is uh, going to be real good. And uh, <laughs> hey, Barack, my man! Happy anniversary, uh, uh, Bruce. Hello, Bruce. How you doing, man? I'm here. Uh, good, good, good. Real good. I'm wearing all denim. Uh, <laughs> I noticed that. Jeans, denim vest, denim underwear, denim shirt. Goddamn. Denim pocket square. Denim Dan. Denim hat. One might call you. How you doing, my man? Is that good? Do you have any cigarettes? I know that your daughter has been in the tabloids lately. Malia smokes now. Are you aware of this? Uh, yes. Yes. I have no problem with that. Yeah, I don't have any kids. Uh, just American flags and eagles and uh, New Jersey. <laughs> uh, I think Martin Lawrence would be really good as Martin Luther King Jr. in Chris Rock's uh, upcoming film. Bits aside, uh, I don't think there's anyone that could properly... They did a movie about him already, didn't they? With, like, Estelle Getty or something? I think... I fully can't remember who was in it, but they did a... They did a Selma, I believe, what you're thinking of? I didn't see Is it, that but like I the, think from people the... liked it. Mm. Selma... I don't think... <sighs> it was, yeah, that's... We beat cancer! I was on my way to that, also. <laughs> Good. But yeah, Chris Rock, he just doesn't miss. I mean, anything he does, we're going to be there. What if uh, Chris Rock was on Family Guy? I mean, we'll just have to wonder what that would sound like. I can't even be sure. Hey, how you doing, Chris Rock? All your movies are terrible. Uh, Chris Rock! How you doing? Oh, it's Joe. Hi, Joe. <laughs> Usually you do this voice, but you weren't in the mood, so I swooped in. I mean... How you doing, Peter? It, it's pretty fun. I'm it is it. a good one. Peter! My legs! <laughs> Monty? That was for you. Monty has one leg. Mm. 
Um, did you see this? Did you hear about this? Uh, Pete Davidson is dating Madeline Klein from the, I want to say the CW show mm. Outer Banks. I guess it's a Netflix original. Should be on the CW though. Is she a looker? I don't mm. know this gal. Yeah, she's a babe. Fuck. I'm tired of, of, I hate being the 50th guy to be like, you know what I think about Pete Davidson? Mm. But like. I'm going to start being happy for him. It's like, good for Pete. He yeah. deserves this. And I hope the babe he's with after this is even more outrageously attractive. He's swooped up like every 10 in Hollywood. He really did. Just all of them. Yeah. Oh, hey, dude. How, and I, it's like, you know what? At this point, hating on him is easy. I'm a contrarian. I'm going to say, mm. I'm going to say I'm happy for him. Yeah, dude. I apologize for that burp, though, everybody, especially Sully. Hey, dude. Um, but yeah, like him just walking up to. You just can't miss. I'm no. like, hey, did you see me in Fast X? Fucking, you want to like fucking get engaged? <laughs> do you think he's going to get married and do the whole like Hollywood children thing? Mm. Like, can you imagine him as like the next like John Legend where he's like a semi-famous couple and or A-list couple, whatever, and they're walking around with their kids and they're in the news every five minutes, like Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds <laughs> style? Yeah, I hope that when I die in a few decades that... It's while watching the feature film debut of Pete Davidson Jr. Jesus. Starring in like the King of Staten Island, the next generation or whatever dog shit we'll be watching at that point. Yeah, like for a Disney Plus original (laughs) series. Like, oh, hey. Oh, this threadbare premise. Yeah, it's my kid. He's pretty good. (laughs) Um, Fucking... I got, speaking of spinoffs, did you see that Vince Gilligan, the creator of Breaking Bad, for those that don't know, said that a Walt Jr. spinoff would be, and I quote, depressing as hell? Mm. That got me good. It would be absurd if they did that. Some, Obviously, in reality, if like <laughs> came out for a, they had like an icy trailer, like AMC presents, and some like slowed down version of like a children's song. It's like Walt Jr. Him like, hey guys, <laughs> you called the cops on dad? It picks up right from, I guess, what was his reaction after like El Camino when like Walt is like back, mm. I guess. I, is that where, is in like canonically, is that where we're done with the universe is after El Camino? Yes. Right? Because yeah. Bre- Sal is a prequel. So, yes. And El Camino was after. True. They need a Saul movie. What do you think? I'd watch it. I thought El Camino worked. It's... I think it's good, not great. I almost never think about it. It's kind of forgettable. But if you look at it as like a lost episode of Breaking Bad that's pretty interesting and like has some more Jesse stuff. Jesse, man! Hey, Jesse, man! Where's where's my spinoff, man? I'm fucking... I'm just waiting for... (laughs) Like, Jesus fucking Christ. They're talking about- I just laughed my headphones off my head. <laughs> Maybe like, it's me and Walt Jr. together. <laughs> well, like, they're meth dealers. We're like, like a your, duo. Dad, your dad was like the shit, dude. <laughs> we're here to like, we're going to make meth, Walt. Okay, now I'm like sold. I'm imagining like, them together hey, on bad, screen. And hey, I'm like, Badger. this is Badger, the cops are coming. I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm leaning into it too hard. I can't <laughs> do a Walt Jr. voice. <laughs> Walt! Can you do a Walt Jr. voice? I, what do you think? I'm going to say no, because the fans know I'm a class act. Oh, Walt, man! Oh, we're going to 
to get some math and make it? <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. But I wonder, they should just like let that story be at this point. I feel like if they make any more stuff, it's going to get into like Star Wars Disney Plus territory, where it's like, you guys have just ruined this thing for everybody forever. When you boil it down, the likelihood of, you know, it happened all the time in maybe the 80s and the 90s with dumb sitcoms. But in terms of a dramatic prestige television show in mm. 2020, 2015, when Saul came out. For them to be able to pull that off and have it go as well as it did and have it run over the course of eight years or whatever it was, seven years, is really impressive. Mm. And it's something that shouldn't have worked on paper. Yeah, it's like the only good prequel. I don't know of any others, yeah. Yeah. Um, Or what about Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones? Attack of the Clones? (laughs) I never saw that one, did I? Speaking of movies that have two episodes... Did you see the teaser trailer for Kevin Costner's new joint called Horizon, an American Saga, which is a two-part film that releases two months apart this summer in June and August. In theaters? In theaters. The funny part is is it'll do really well because middle America loves him. Yeah, like that's the pull he has where like releasing two movies in the theater like a few months apart, that's like people don't do that. Mm. It seems like crazy. You wait like a year apart so you can get like the momentum going again. Yeah. Costner's just like, I'm so hot from Yellowstone. I'll fucking put it. Like people will come see it. It's fine. He's such a big swinging dick. Him like, you know what? Like I'm going to torpedo. Because they stopped filming season five of Yellow. They filmed all of season one. Or, sorry, part one of season five. That released. It was kind of horribly received pretty Mm. much everyone i know that was a big yellowstone fan gave up on it and said i don't give a fuck about the second half of season five you hated the shit out of it. i hated it it was i think six episodes Mm. maybe eight and now they're supposed to be filming the other half but he left he's just gone i feel like yellowstone they may never bring it back the love for it has died and all its spinoffs i feel like everyone on earth is just like you know what we're over it I think that the funny part is, is Taylor Sheridan has obviously like a hundred million dollars, I imagine. Mm. But I'm pretty sure that the the white hot momentum that he had in maybe 2018, 19, even 20, 21 yeah. is very gone. It slowed down. Everyone snapped out of it, and they're like, "Wait, there's like five of these shows. What the fuck are we doing? Like, what's going on?" I love the Tulsa King, but I've never recommended it to someone without laughing or <laughs> explaining to them that it's like a dumb guy show and it's just fun to watch. If you didn't mention tulsa king just now i would have gone the rest of my life never thinking about that show again and i watched the entire first season you bite your fucking tongue hoops i'm here you think you could fucking talk about my show and i'm not gonna beat the fucking shit out of you uh sly uh (laughs) i saw expendables 4 uh what if obama was in the expendables i thought expendables 4 was a real piece of shit (laughs) did you see it no but uh (laughs) People on Twitter, like, I saw a few clips of it. It looks like it was made, like, by children. By, like, Badger and Walt Jr. <laughs> hey, maybe we make this. <laughs> it's, it's, the premise is fun. Especially for, like, a theatrical release. I just hear nothing but fucked up things. But will you be in the theater for Horizon American Saga? No. no? I'm not, I don't love a Western. Tombstone's mm. good. 310 to Yuma is good. That's true. Um, Hell or High Water is good. If right. you'd even, con- I'd consider that a bank robbery movie before I'd consider it a Western, personally. 
I agree with that. But that's Taylor Sheridan speaking of Yellowstone. And uh, did he direct Hell or High Water? Yeah, wrote and directed. Yeah, boy, is he talented. He's a worker. He also wrote Sicario and a bunch of like. There was a while where like they weren't making anything but Taylor Sheridan movies and shows. He's probably got a Doe Island or two. I don't think he needs anything else to succeed. Yeah. Andy has that. The mayor of Kingstown got renewed for season three as we went on a tangent last time. So he's doing all right. But I think that the fact that the, the the Matthew McConaughey Yellowstone spinoff that they are putting out, I don't have really high hopes for it. So to be honest, I feel like that's a premise that like, if I were Cole Hauser, I'd be the most pissed because this was like a huge career revival for him. Cause he had what, like paparazzi and the eighth lead and, um, the breakup and then maybe the villain in fast and the furious <laughs> two and that was his entire career for like the better part of a decade he just summed up his entire aughts but yeah that i saw paparazzi in theaters that's fucked up mm. folks i didn't i want to make that clear in this moment i need a paparazzi poster for down here yeah i feel like dads don't even care anymore dads across the nation where no. yellowstone a year ago two years ago they were like this show is my lifeblood now they're just like fucking i'm over it i enjoyed yellowstone so much that i don't have cable and i used family members cable logins so that i could because you could get the concept the the to me the, the where yellowstone where paramount where cbs viacom all of them where they went wrong with yellowstone they rolled on the fact that there was like everyone in the middle of the country loved the show and would watch it on their cable box but then like all the east and west coast liberal people whatever the fuck coast coastal folks don't have a fucking cable box Mm. and watch everything on streaming and they didn't set it up properly for that they had it like where you're like okay if it's three old three year old season you can watch it on on peacock because they had some silly deal we've done this before Mm. but i was logging myself into the paramount app not paramount plus the paramount app that comes with ads and like watermarks (laughs) of like all sorts of shit letting you know that you're watching it in the worst way possible. Yeah, it's fucked up. Just the whole thing sucks. There's no way to pause it. There's no way to record. Like, there's no way, like, just nothing. Like, it's not, I don't know. I'm out on the, th- that was, to me, the biggest issue with that is they didn't release it properly. Yeah. And they just waited too long. It's like, yes. everyone, we moved on. And I guess this already came out, but it's news to me that they're even making this. You know, there's an Uber movie out now called super pumped the battle no for that's a sh- that's Uber. a show oh god yeah yeah a show. it was a Christ. showtime original and they they dumped it funk they unceremoniously dumped it onto netflix Ooh. as you may say netflix is like we'll take it <laughs> and i have a reveal i've watched every episode what oh when, yeah when did this happen did like this... three years ago oh this isn't new no oh it's just like it's like a nine-part miniseries and it's good not great oh I it's, thought it's, this was like done. brand new. They oh, just dumped it on Net- Netflix has a way of doing that where they eke it to the front of the line. They recently just did this with Suits. And I bet you there's people out there that don't realize Suits is from 10 years ago. Yeah, because yeah, we talked about how they bought a lot of HBO show, uh, HBO stuff. Mm-hmm. Or not bought it. They Band of Brothers, it, the Pacific. So they, yeah. And Ballers. <laughs> yeah, like I feel bad for people clicking on Ballers thing. It's like a new yeah, yeah. show. They don't know that they're getting, they're staring down the barrel of five seasons of some of the worst TV ever made. Well, that's the funny part about it too, is that there's the amount of people that they probably tricked that had no fucking clue 
that mm. this is a brand new because you're very savvy when it comes to television. Ooh, and you it slipped right under your radar. Yeah, I guess this what? Was brand new. Don't ever watch it. You probably this hate it. Was part of like the Joseph Gordon-Levitt Renaissance that I've seen happening as of late. I was like, oh, he's he's churning in a lot of stuff. He's, <laughs> he's finally going to get that Robin biopic yeah. or Robin sequel rather. But this and it made sense because this is like that new genre of movie like the beanie bubble or blackberry where they're like or air mm. where it's like here's the somewhat true story of this thing getting made at this company there's a bunch of that lately especially in the tech space i can't believe i was fooled you were fooled I was bamboozled by this fucking uber show and you Netflix. know we need another show about oxycontin we do i love when people try to recommend stuff to me one of my clients recommended it to me the other day and i was like oh you mean painkiller i watched every episode of that the day came out and i've already seen the hulu one too you should watch that instead Hey, I'm like such a not fun guy to recommend things to because I've either seen it and have a very, very strong opinion of it. Or you're just like, nope. Or I'm, yeah, exactly. Or it's just a brick wall, like, nope. <laughs> Classic. Classic ink. Um, the writer's strike ended, huh? That's something. Okay. Go back to Disney Plus shows. Can't wait. I thought it was funny that the Drew Barrymore show. She tried to like restart her show without her writers like a week before this ended. Everyone gave her shit. She undid it. Then the strike ended and her writers have declined to return to the series as a result of that. Well, yeah, that was a terrible move. So now she needs to hire new writers and they get to all look cool. They're like, you know what, Drew? You can go climb a tree. Funniest part is, is the writers who think they're making some big statement will be immediately replaced by a bunch of scabs who've been waiting and no one will notice the difference at all. Speaking of which, Drew, if you're listening, we're available to work in your writer's room. Yeah. I'd love to get into that Drew Barrymore show writer's mm. room and pitch some turkeys. Yeah, Drew, how do you feel about playfully racist jokes while we're here? I just... You know, let me know. Just bouncing it, uh, throwing stuff against the wall, seeing what sticks. I think she's in. Me in that writer's room just getting thrown out immediately. Like, no, 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 it's a bit. Or like pulling up a chair, like, okay, go on. Sitting like A.C. Slater, she spins it around, <laughs> sitting backwards. Okay. Um, I'm in. Yes. Did you see that a woman uh, is suing Disney, the parks, for a, quote, painful vaginal laceration that she received on a water slide from her bathing suit giving her a big wedgie damn it i might join the suit i have a similar issue going on do you really yeah i do what happened i have a painful vaginal whatever mm. she said where did you acquire it like on the i was uh, on the turkish twist at canopy lake park yeah. <laughs> i mean things happen it's a wild ride right, water country water country water country have some fun. Bah, bah, bah. That's a fucking cut. I love that song. Is that the best jingle of all time? It's a hell of a jingle. Mm. But yeah, that, uh, we feel for this woman. Are we Disney adults? Do you want to get into like going to Disney at this stage in the game? Um, Right now, like you and me go to the Disney World or go to like Flo Orlando Disney World. I'm in, yeah. Yeah, we're getting on a plane right after this. We record this episode. Here, <laughs> I just needed it. Oh. 
terror coming soon. Now get a season pass. To That's probably enough. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to do the, but give me get the chorus one more time. I'll put, I'll turn this part down. Must we though? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I mean, okay. you're ruining this for me. I'm having a, a childhood memory. Pre-molestation. <laughs> I wish I was doing that. Someone edited it that way. That's very funny. I, I almost just looped it and just played it for three minutes straight, but I'm trying to be a good boy. Not overdoing it. I mean, but, it's classy of you. Yeah, I thought so. I appreciate it. I never said that. Uh, Sean, we didn't think you did. Did you see the trailer for the new John Woo movie, Silent Night? You showed me the poster, and I read some article saying, is this the new trend in Hollywood, movies with no dialogue? And I immediately checked out. I mean, I'm in on it. I was going to say, you love that shit. You know Scotty loves a gimmick when a movie's like, we, like, yeah, that movie on Hulu, I don't know how much of it you watched. I thought it was great. We'll be talking about it later in reviews. Uh, I can't remember the name, but we'll get into it then. This John Woo movie, Silent Night, starring Joel Kinnaman. Is it Kinnaman? Kinnaman. Okay. It's called Silent Night, dialogue free. The whole movie. I guess. John Woo's saying, nothing speaks louder than revenge. Oh, no, that's the movie's tagline. Cool tagline. Why is it silent? Is he a retard or? How dare you? I think they're just going for some artsiness. See, when they take out, when you take out an element, then you can focus on all the other stuff and like find ways to make it new and dope and cool. That's I got a fun great spin, feeling about this. But like, I don't think that movies operate the way our senses do. And like, if you lose your vision, your hearing gets better. I think it's just the, the lack of dialogue makes it lazy. No, because then you have to tell the story without dialogue. You have to do it through the camera and the actions the movements I'm i feel like it. if you want to make a movie for deaf people make coda <laughs> which was my favorite movie of the last 10 years coda. as you know i'm a big coda guy <laughs> coda was a movie for nobody coda was a movie that as it was the like as the credits rolled the first time anyone ever watched it it just disappeared from existence and then it somehow reappeared at oscar season to win best picture because it had deaf guys in it i couldn't believe that at the time if you watch that movie now Show that movie to somebody, then be like, once the be like, yeah, this won Best Picture at the Academy Awards. They'll do a spit take and maybe fall out of their chair backwards. Because mm. that movie is a big old sappy nothing. Yeah, I, I got nothing out of that movie. Nothing at all. It's fucked up. Speaking of Coda, did you see that now that Twitter is called X, OJ had to change his catchphrase to, hey, X world? <sighs> Fuck. That just gave me, like, <laughs> it just pained me to hear that. Hey, X-World. Hey, X-World. Look out. Hey, X-World. I murdered my ex-wife. <laughs> oh, wait. Allegedly. <laughs> Whoop. I, oh, wait. I said the wrong thing. I sliced an X into her heart <laughs> to stop the beating and get blood everywhere. Whoops. Don't oh. get blood on my Bruno Mollis. I'm a murderer. He's always popping up in the news like, Look, I don't feel safe in Los Angeles because the guy that did it could be anywhere. <laughs> and everyone's just like, look, you're really stretching this. It's awesome that he's hanging in there with that. He should just laugh whenever anyone brings it up because it's, you know, at this point they've they've gotten through the civil trial of it. There's the the Goldman suing him and he should just, just start flat out being like, I did it. 
I'm a murderer. <laughs> you should be like, hey, hey, X World, I did it. Hey, X World, I cut her head off. It was me. I did it. I got it, that Jewish guy too. Signed, Orenthal James Simpson. Allegedly. Are you a Naked Gun two and a half guy? I am. It's one of my favorite spoof movies. I would say I recently I watched Airplane recently. Speaking of Leslie Nielsen, the scene when the pilot's talking to the kid. And he's like, have you ever seen a grown man naked? I had like an unreasonably big laugh. It's great stuff. Mostly because anything to do with child molestation right in the pocket for young Ank. Yeah, yeah. For uh, young boy. Older boy. Yeah, mm. older boy. Mm. Are you younger boy? Is that I guess. Younger? If the implication is that it was all real and that it all happened. Ooh. Mm. Interesting. This... Speaking of stuff that like may or may not exist and probably mm. shouldn't, there's a a movie about Jeffrey Bezos, creator of Amazon. Come on, Jeff, get him. <laughs> called Bezos: The Beginning, and Bezos is in like the Amazon font with like the little underline thing they have. I hope they got no rights to that whatsoever, and Bezos sues the <sighs> shit out of them. Yeah, like he's like Kevin Sorbo. I'll see you in court. <laughs> Kevin Sorbo as Bezos. Who plays Bezos? A man named Armando Gutierrez. Never heard of him. I haven't either. He looks like he's lighting up the screen. Doesn't even look role. like Bezos at all. No? He's just bald. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, that's probably enough. We just need him to have no hair. No, this is part of that genre where they're like, let's just tell the untold story of this company happening. Like, is it true? Probably not. Just it's something for people to look at. Make it, I guess. You know who should play Jeff Bezos? I've said this before. Uh, Jason Statham? Oh, it's me, Jeff Bezos. I'm going to become the richest guy in the world. And you I'm can't gonna... shake that accent either. <laughs> I go, mate, you need that box to get there tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to go up to the second richest guy in the world, and I'm going to punch his lights out. My Amazon orders list, if you go over it over the course of a year or two, is very funny. Mm. Just things and things and things. I don't. I couldn't function without Amazon. Everything in this room is from fucking Amazon, pretty much. I mean, at this point, it's silly to to like put up a fight against it. They're like the only place that sells stuff anymore. Well, it's the the equivalent is you see something that you want. Like I got this little. I'm not gonna move it because I have to move the laptop. But I got this little like sticker that has all different Mac hotkeys on it. Like, so, you know, you like need a force quit or something. Mm. I was Googling them because I couldn't remember. I got an ad on like TikTok for these little screens. They were like $6 a piece for a sticker that tells you Mac hotkeys. I was like, that's dumb. Yeah, $6. So I looked it up on Amazon. I got two of them for five. A word? So I got one for me and Lucy for $2 a piece. I was two fifty a piece. I was like, done. Love a hot deal. And then they came the next day because you can't beat that. The other one, I would have paid double and waited three weeks. Why would I do that? Whenever you buy something not from Amazon, the tracking is like a ship in a bottle. Like, well, it could be there any day. Mm. We don't know. Pardon me. The burp guys. Um, When I... I was here last weekend. When oh, you right. Were Thank you, buddy. On vacation. Oh, no, please. But I went for a stroll around the neighborhood. Someone was giving away a bunch of movies on the street. The fact that you didn't take those is is surprising to me. It is. I already own all of them. I'm going to tell the fans the movies in question. Anchorman. <laughs> Ever heard of it? It's fucking mad funny. I have. Um, Bridesmaids. Very funny movie. The movies. Hot Fuzz. The movies. Edgar Wright. Love it. Big fan. The Cornetto trilogy. I'm her. Whom? Uh, you know Edgar Wright. 
I do. Yeah. I've, I've met him. Fish handshake. <laughs> and the last one was Life Aquatic from Wes Anderson. Speaking of fish handshakes, he no doubt has one of those as well. Wes? Oh, yeah. He's a big wimp. <laughs> you, he's a big geek. <laughs> you beating up Wes Anderson like, I fucking hated your Netflix shorts. Give me some change. I, I have your even, milk money. I haven't even considered watching those, those like Roald Dahl, Benedict Cumberbatch originals. Guess what? I felt like a few years ago, I would have felt like they were like made in a laboratory to please just me. I thought they were all awful. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Wes Anderson's gone so far up his own ass. I heard him in some interview like, I don't believe that I have a very distinct style or something like that. And I was like, you do, though. You do. He does. And that it can be good. I don't think he's like completely off the deep end. But... He has three good movies. Okay, like six, but <laughs> yeah, like, the Royal Tenenbaums is to me one of the best movies of all time, and Bottle Rocket and um, Rushmore and Budapest Hotel. I'll throw him. Love that one. I'll yeah. throw him. Um, He's like an all timer. I just feel like lately I really didn't like French Dispatch, and I didn't love Asteroid City either. And these shorts, I feel like he's all style, and the substance is gone. It's like. All these, like, it's just the characters talking directly to the camera, like, on and on, like, reading the story from Roald Dahl. And it's just like, this isn't funny. It's like, I don't know. They already did a BFG movie, right? Yes. With... It's very bad. I was going to say, I remember it being very poorly received. It's surprisingly a Spielberg film. Oh, God. But this, like, he's got... You know, everyone in the world wants to work with Wes Anderson. He yeah. can get anyone for his stuff, and there's a lot of good people in this, but these these did nothing for me. They actually, like, made me mad. It kind of drives me nuts when, like, you'll see Edward Norton in an interview saying, oh, yeah, you know, Wes doesn't pay. I made about $5,000 for French Dispatch. And it's like, you did a movie? You're Edward Norton. You're an yeah. A-list guy. You have, like, 15 home runs. And you did a, an entire movie for this guy for five grand. That's cool, guys. Why don't you pay your actors? This is why there's strikes. Ooh. I don't know. And we Fair can't take. say that Wes is the problem. Like Marvel is the problem. Disney is the problem, et cetera. Yeah. But I don't know. I just, it's like, it's not cute to, to be like, I'm so indie. It's like, how much, let's see your bank account, Wes. Mm. <laughs> Pay Edward Norton. He was in That's fucking fair. American History X and Fight Club. It's true. And Rounders. Those are my favorites of his. The work. I feel like Rounders doesn't get enough action came out like we've like they've said in interviews it didn't come out at the right time based on it being like a year before the poker craze mm. and yeah this like his old movies are funny like legit funny yeah. and like dark weird deadpan this movie i was watching it and like then i went on to letterboxd and saw everyone's rave reviews they're like this is hilarious it's like did you actually laugh at this there's no fucking way <laughs> it's like i don't know i just don't like the fact that and I know you don't you don't agree with me always on this, but I feel like you can jump behind me on this one. Ooh. I say that people like to be performative about the things that they enjoy in cinema. Mm. And I think Wes Anderson is a prime example. I think you're right in this instance. People feel like they'd be wrong to say Wes Anderson thing is bad. It's okay to not agree with everybody on stuff. It's actually really fun to just say you hated something that everybody else loves. I love it. <laughs> I think it's the best. 
And I encourage those of you listening at home to do the same because sometimes saying that you enjoy something just because everybody else did sucks. Yeah, especially when it's someone whose stuff I like, like I want to like it. I don't yeah. go into it being like, oh boy. I go into like, come on, here we go. And watching this, I was just like, fuck, this sucks. <laughs> like it made me sad. Asteroid City was one of the stupidest things I've seen in recent years. And I went into it with the best of expectations. Like I had to convince Lucy to go with me. I was like, no, nah, we're going to love it. And then we, the minute it started, I was like, nope. He's, this- too, he's too obsessed with like the like idea of storytelling. All this stuff now is like, this is a guy telling a story about a radio play, about a movie, and it's a TV show, and Brian Cranston's narrating it. It's like, what the fuck? Are, what are you doing? Like, why is this so complicated? Once the TV came out with Brian Cranston on it in uh, in Asteroid City, I just was completely checked out. I was like, what yeah. the fuck is this? It's like, I can't think of another word besides pretentious. Like the way yeah. he presents his stuff. It's like, there's so much like Michigas. It's like, what are we doing here? Why don't we go back to the days of you directing American Express commercials, Wes, and see how that goes. Yeah. I mean, it's a hell of a commercial. Yeah. I don't know. I, honestly, I've lost hope that he'll make a movie that I don't hate ever again. I feel like he could get there. I don't want to write him off, but I, I, don't, I don't French know. Dispatch was a one out of 10. I really didn't. Maybe I think less. That's, I think that's his worst. That's the one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's a slog, quite frankly. I believe I own it. The third story, it's like three shorts comprising the movie. The third one with Jeffrey Wright is the most boring thing he's ever made by Miles. I don't understand why Jeffrey Wright gets every indie movie ever made. Yeah, and he's like his new guy. He like seems to not be making stuff without him. He's just a man on earth. He is. <laughs> he is the definition of a man on earth. Oh, yeah. There's yeah, nothing really there. Out. You know who's not a man on earth? Who? Friend of the show, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, he's a ethereal could you. Did we hear what happened? He got taken to the hospital from a film festival, allegedly having some sort of a heart issue. Mm. And, Instead of, uh, normally they race people to the hospital. Yeah. In this case, they were just like, okay... We're just going to take our time. We're going to not even turn the siren on. It's going to casually mosey on over there. It would be very funny if Kevin Spacey dropped dead, like amidst the new allegations that he like, I, they, they're saying he, he did something to a massage therapist now, like the John Travolta angle. Oh my God. Allegedly. Kev the, I never did that. I got acquitted. Kev, they're after us. <laughs> We had it so good for so long. Oh my God. Like that grease, they're like in grease jackets and you you get it. They're standing on a car like, tell me more, tell me more. (laughs) Grease is a stupid movie. Um, I prefer Kevin Spacey. Yeah. That he's being sued by a massage therapist for sexual favors was the headline I read. So he's having a tough week. His heart's Mm. fucked up. He can't even get jerked off for money anymore. It's tough. I mean, if he doesn't come out with another Christmas video where he's cryptically talking oh, to the God. camera about God knows what, I'm going to be real upset. What was that? In, in, in Frank Underwood mode, staring into a fireplace, <clears throat> talking to nobody? Mm. People, they go mental when they get canceled. Mm. They don't know what to do. And he's like, I guess this is my thing now. Did you see that A24 is currently leading the bidding war for the rights to develop Halloween TV shows? I Baby. did see that. I mean, I think they should... They'll never do this with any franchise that's as popular, but I think they should put it on ice for a bit. You After think? the absolutely jaw-droppingly abysmal Halloween ends. One of the worst endings to any series ever. 
you don't think uh, Blumhouse or who was that Blumhouse? It was. Yeah. From David Gordon Green. I, get, I admittedly I didn't hate it as much as the two you and Sean did, but it's definitely not a good movie. And I think that I don't know. I, Halloween's one of those movies they're just going to keep. They've been making it our whole life. It's a Halloween movie that like is actively not interested in being a Halloween movie. Michael yeah. Myers is barely in it. And they dispatch of him in like very quick, uninteresting fashion. The whole movie is about this new killer named Corey Cunningham. Corey, yes. Corey. Corey, buddy. I mean, it's just... And they're doing a Friday the 13th series as well called Crystal Lake, mm. apparently. I don't know if that has something to do with Miramax and A24 too, but I saw it in the same article. That'll be bad because horror TV shows don't work for this reason. You don't need to explain them more. Like, what's cool about... That's well said, yeah. A killer in a scary movie is like, oh, who's this guy? What's going on? You don't want, like, his whole backstory. No. <laughs> you want to be wondering, like, what the fuck is this? This is fucked up. There's something ambiguous that's that works in a horror movie. For example, I watched The Strangers yesterday, that mm. 2006 movie with Liv Tyler and uh, Scott Speedman. Great movie that has a horrible Glenn sequel. Glenn Howerton. Yes. I didn't hate the sequel, Reveal. I did, but that's I fair. saw it in theaters. I saw both in theaters, but I didn't hate the sequel. Mm. Um, first one's great, though. First one, it's phenomenal. It's an hour and 27 minutes. It's actually scary. Mm. Gets right to the fucking point. Nice and it has everything that you need. Some fucked up stuff. It's a spoiler. Here we go. Glenn Howerton is the friend and he gets blown away by accident, which is fucking, it gets you on two levels because you're scared and you feel bad for him mm, or whatever. It's classic horror movie stuff. Just a great, just, it's great. And it's simple. That has one of the best, uh, like the setup in that movie's their reasoning or like the, the victims at one point are like, why are you doing this to us? And the killers are like, because you're home or because you were home. And that's just such like a creepy, cool horror movie thing. Because like, the they're just crazy. They're right. just, you know, the they'll go anywhere. The purpose of a horror movie is to make you think, what if this were to happen to me? And that's how it gets scary. Like the first time I watched Scream and it's a kid, a, a woman babysitting, it's Drew Barrymore babysitting for some kids in, you know, some house. And I'm like, my babysitter's here right now. I'm a kid. Yeah. What if my babysitter got killed? Mm. And that, to me, that's what made it fucking scary. I was in the so. like you know, sixth grade or whatever. And it was horrifying. Mm. And there's, there's not a, the most scary movies. The thing that they do wrong is they obsess over jump scares and, you know, getting the like popcorn thrown up in the air moment. And mm. to me, that's not scary. No, it's cool. What's scary is like having a like fucked up hereditary stuff. Yeah. Where, that movie doesn't have jump scares, but it's like messed up and cerebral horror where it's Ooh. almost like a thriller and your brain is being scared, not your nervous system, like not your body, like just like yeah. getting startled. That would be funny, like an A24 version of Halloween, which is what they're working on. I think it could be great. They got like, yeah, it could be cool. Also, I mean, why the it. fuck did they bring Miramax back is my, is another thought. Let it die. Mm -hmm. They did. Yeah, that's who's Miramax and A24 are fighting mm -hmm. over this. So yeah, that like, name is tainted. It is. Like when they you hear Miramax, what do you think of? I think of a big, sweaty, disgusting guy mm. hulking over some young woman trying to make it in Hollywood, just being the grossest dude who's ever lived. Yeah. And that's all I can think about. Please, please. Your friendship with me for five minutes. <laughs> Don't ruin your friendship with me for five minutes.
please give me some of the Halloween residuals. <laughs> I never got those drops right, unfortunately. They're too fucking overmodulated. I mean, don't even worry about it. It just bums me out when it doesn't sound perfect. No doubt. And also, speaking of that new Halloween trilogy that we hated the shit out of, for the most part, that director, David Gordon Green, has a new uh, horror trilogy that nobody asked for, beginning in theaters today with The Exorcist Believer. The big Exorcist reboot. I didn't realize that was him. It's him. He's had, like, such an insane career. It's like... He doesn't even seem like he's having fun. Like, everyone hates this new movie, and it's supposed to be the beginning of a trilogy. It has like a 12 on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like, they probably won't even make the other two. It's getting killed, yeah. And they threw a $30 million budget at it. This is Blumhouse again. I remember people, like, they're still trying to pretend like Blumhouse has some sort of cachet because, like, they were attached to Get Out or something. And mm, now it's like, yeah, well, the literally. name of the name Blumhouse to me is sort of synonymous with failure. Yeah, and now, like... Their most recent hit, they're like, from the studio, they brought you Megan. It's like, yeah, Megan made money, but it fucking ate shit. It was horrible. I hated it. Can't wait for the sequel. I'll see you in the theater. But yeah. I remember people talking about that like it was great. And I was just like, I feel like I'm in a simulation. It was None nothing. of this is real. Mm. It was a shitty Chucky movie that was like trying to be dope. But The Exorcist Believer, I'm not even going to see it. I don't. I I'm pretty sure at some point we put exorcisms in the obits. Exorcisms are not interesting. No. And they're in so much stuff. They give it such credence. It's like, this isn't real. This is like science fiction. But I don't know, it just bugs me. We put ex we definitely put exorcisms in the obits and that's where they belong. Yeah. I've never seen a movie with an exorcism in it that I was really that excited about. Every time I the exorcist is like, you know, the original has some stuff. But every other thing that you watch that has exorcisms, you're like, oh, yeah, this isn't as cool as The Exorcist. And this is just kind of like derivative and boring. I thought the original Exorcist was boring as fuck. It's got some slow bits. It's, it's definitely aged. like an older movie. Yeah, yeah. But I like it. I think it's got some real good stuff in it. But yeah, a new trilogy, it's like, get the fuck out of here. Like, oh, you, <laughs> Ellen Burstyn is back playing her like iconic role. This woman's like in her 90s. I got an Ellen Bernstein pool quote the other day from like IndieWire. She said that she got more, she's gotten more roles in her career because other people who would have been better for the roles died. Yeah. This is legit. It's hysterical. This movie only exists because she was probably like shopping around like, does anyone want to like bring me back as one of my iconic? I, I'm doing somewhat of a victory lap if anyone would care to reprise one of my roles. Yes. Anyone interested in making an Exorcist trilogy that nobody wants or will like? She's on her deathbed at the premiere. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It just seems... I feel like, like real... no one dies anymore except for young people in freak accidents. All the dinosaurs from Hollywood, like the people in the death pool, are all just kicking around for fucking ever. We had a good run there for a bit this past year. There's been some deaths. I suppose. Is your bloodlust not satiated enough? I need more death. Kidneys more. I do. I don't even have any funny deaths to talk about. I have a couple in the mm. sports corner. I don't even feel like doing them because they're like guys I've never heard of. And I'm just like, oh, this. Oh, yeah. Tim Wakefield. Ooh. He was a Celtics guy. Right? You know, while we're here. <laughs> Basketball player. While we're here in the sports corner and Should my dick down? is out. All right. Let me play the music. I want to talk about the fact that Usher has been officially announced as oh, the wow. 2024 Super Bowl halftime show headliner. All right, men. 
We all loved Usher's work in the faculty in 1998, and we've been waiting for him to get some more. What about that song, Yeah, that he did with Lil Wayne? That was pretty cool. When was that? Like 19 years ago? He'll probably play that in a medley of two of his other dog shit cuts. All I can ever think about with Usher is that he, years ago, maybe three, four years ago, he had all these women coming forward saying he gave them an STD that was so bad it gave them green discharge. And that Mm. being like his claim to fame for a number of years. (laughs) All these fat black women coming out of the woodwork like, after I peed, it was on fire. Hi. So funny. I can't believe Usher did them like that. I can. Wow. Him just fucking his way through Hollywood from... 1993 to present. I like that he's had so much sex. He has like undocumented, unseen on earth diseases. He's making babes like ooze green discharge. Like he is like secret of the ooze. Yeah, he has like otherworldly goo issues. He's got so many. He's got. So- <laughs> what's oh, that's good. What's that like ballad song he did? That's kind of dope. You got a uh, you bad, got a bad, yeah. That's a cut. Or like burn. He's got some cuts. Like he's not a bad musician. He's got the dance moves. I've seen him dance recently. He does not still have it. What about that movie he made called like In the Mix with him <laughs> and the, the babe from Entourage? I think he's trying to impress her. Is he like a father d- played a- by Chaz Palminteri? Yes, and, and he does play. A he DJ. plays a DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the Ponde replay, the Rihanna song in yep. the trailer. That's going to be next week's featured review. Wow. We're going to watch the probably 2006 vehicle in the mix. Also, you left out an important detail about the halftime show. Mm. Who do you think is backing Usher up on this show? I don't know, Lizzo or something? Kim Kardashian. Hi. What is she going to do? Is anyone watching that new version of American Horror Story that I'm on <laughs> that barely exists? You bite your tongue. I worked really hard on that. What? Um, what is she going to do? I hate being the 80th guy today to be like, you know, they're famous for doing nothing, you know, but they don't do a thing. They have a bunch of shitty fake businesses. Yeah. But what's she going to do? Like show her butt? I mean, I was looking at Kendall Jenner's butt on Instagram earlier. Great butt. You can't see this, but I'm winking. It's true. (laughs) He's still winking. No, my eye is twitching. Too many winks. But yeah, I mean, she should be the one getting all the accolades. She's like she's the, the prettiest one. of them three or five, whatever there is. There's Kylie, Kendall, Chloe, uh, Kim, and Courtney, and uh, and me. <laughs> I guess I forgot my name. What? What's my name again? Travis Barker. Like you know, I really needed to blow up this new Blink album, so here I am. Oh, what's my name again? That's a Blink song. That's fun. Oh, you're Caitlin. Yeah. I thought you were doing Pete Davidson. Yeah, both, baby. Would, both would work, and the voice is the same. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, we all had sex together. Me, Pete, <laughs> and Kim. <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, Pete, I got a bigger dick than you. <laughs> I mean, the tabloids missed it somehow, but yeah, yeah, we got yeah, in there. Baby. Yeah, we we uh, we wrestled around. <laughs> Pete Davidson and Caitlin docking. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's got quite a hog. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty wild. I'm so in on Caitlin now. Yeah, yeah, the thank best. You. The good stuff. Did you see that Christopher Nolan might direct two Bond movies? Yeah, I think. uh, What if Caitlyn Jenner was was Bond in both of them? I'm going to be the Bond girl in Christopher (laughs) Nolan's new uh, iteration. I'm going to be in all sorts of sexy outfits. Who's going to play James Bond? 
Pete Davidson? Is he going to be the new James Bond? Do both. Do both. Oh, hey. Uh, fucking shake it, not stir it. <laughs> fucking. Oh, oh, who's that fucking dope babe over there? Oh, hi, it's me. Uh, Felicity Shagwell. Uh, I'm over here fucking. And so, um, yeah. Yep. Wait, which one am I again? You're, are you Caitlyn now? Yep. Yeah, baby. I think it's funnier with Caitlyn as Bond. Like <laughs> like Caitlyn in a tux. <laughs> Her hair in a ponytail. Yeah, I'm doing the cufflinks move. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Sam, we're going to need you to take all the clipping out of here. This is this sounds bad. <laughs> but that's how you know we're having a good time. I mean, Christopher Nolan, I, I loved Oppenheimer. I didn't think it was boring at all. I didn't meet <laughs> me and Pete. <laughs> <laughs> what, Pete defusing a bomb? Where, where are you going with this? We, we saw the theater. We loved it. We fooled around a bit. The <laughs> 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 movie was so long. <laughs> We actually hated it. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. Um, what are other Bond things? Uh, hey, Money Penny. Um, Money Penny will be played by uh, Kendall. She'll be good, man. My favorite part about Caitlyn is that she's anti-trans <laughs> in so many ways. And it's like, you're trans. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, like anti-gay marriage. It's like, what is? What's the angle here? <laughs> yeah, who are you doing this for? Like, I'm gonna run for president, baby. Yeah, yeah, I'm all over the map. You can't pin me down. One of the greatest athletes who's ever lived, and a complete freak. <laughs> Nothing better than Caitlyn. Yeah, baby. Her and OJ are probably friends, right? Yeah. Yeah, we fucked too. Hey, Twitter world, it's One. me. <laughs> Look out, Caitlin, or I might cut your head off. Don't tell anybody about our gay sex. Hey, X world. I mean, one time, me, Caitlin, Pete Davidson, and a couple other people all had sex. And I'm just saying, it was pretty good. <sighs> oh, and also, I... God, uh, that was that was really funny. This is one of those breaks where I feel like I'm going to hear about it later. So I'm really excited about that. Like, oh, that Caitlyn Jenner stuff was really good. He's back. Should we take a break? I would like to, because we're going to do, we got a little pizza, oh. and we talked about Christopher Nolan, and nah, nah, nah. I'm looking at my notes, and I've pretty much covered everything. Yeah. Tarantino and Travolta are teaming up again, potentially, for T QT's final film. That's exciting for me. Oh, shit. But uh, I'm going to come. We'll be right back to talk about, I've actually, speaking of Tarantino, I saw Pulp Fiction in the theaters on my birthday, and I'm going to talk about it. Wow. Folks, we'll be right back. When I teach masturbation, I'm always just like, have fun with it. Ooh, yeah. All right, everybody, it's Friday night. We're down in the chill zone. Make sure that you uh, do something fun this weekend. All right, here at Kiss Run Away. <laughs> I fucked up the post. I mean, close enough. This Folks. is Blink-182. Hell yeah. Coming at you. This is a cut. WNBC. This is my new listen to it over and over again until you remove all its power song. That it's is great. This part is the best part. They're both, oh, yeah. They're both doing a thing. I'm loving it. The only podcast where you can hear a couple of guys talk about the music. This is great. Did it, did it. Woo. He's in. Yeah, this is like, I want to spend $800 on a blink ticket. <laughs> He's in. 
that uh, full album comes out, I think, next week. I'm looking forward to listening to it. This is awesome. Yeah, this is like, they're back. They're so back. (laughs) I think Mark Hoppus realizing that he beat cancer Mm. is what did this. I think it got them on another level. Mm. It's kind of like when I uh, beat my depression temporarily here and Mm. there. Like tonight, I'm feeling good. So, hey, we got a show. He's back. Um, wow. Depression is much worse than cancer for those out there listening. Mm-hmm. Much worse. <laughs> much, much worse. I'm sad because my life was too easy. Um, wow. What do we want to... You teased before the break the fact that you saw Pulp Fiction on your birthday. Wow. Happy birthday, buddy. Oh, thank you. How did you enjoy your favorite film on your favorite day? I did not plan on seeing it. I've wanted to see Pulp Fiction in the theater since I'm a kid, and me and Teddy Hughes found his older sister's VHS copy of Pulp Fiction and threw it on in the basement. And in that moment, an autistic weirdo who memorized every scene of a movie was born. And that's <laughs> your me. origin story. It is. The flashback that showed the end of the movie to give you an idea of where it all went so deeply wrong. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it, it honestly, I've always wanted to see it in theaters. We're in Florida, Lucy, me, at, at my dad's, and I noticed we were going to go see Dumb Money, that new Paul Dano movie about the GameStop Reddit stock thing. I hear good things. Looks fine. Yeah, it's a movie on Earth. Mm. I think that it's my <laughs> client who's in finance made a great point and said that it's one of those movies where they are Hollywood is flipping the script and making a bunch of guys who were kind of arguably just dickheads and like their heroes sticking it to the man. And the reality is that they, a lot of people lost money because of the things that they did in terms of manipulating that stock and the short sale and all that. Anyway. I remember just real quick. I remember when they announced that movie, they, it was like weeks after the story and they were like, we're going to make this movie. And I remember being like, by the time this comes out, it's going to be like, no one cares. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I hear it's good, but I'm just not like chomping at the bit for it. I'll watch it on Peacock in three weeks. Wait, so were you guys just like walking around the city and you happened to well, notice the Pulp Fiction was playing? The movie was playing. We looked at the times and we had tickets to Dumb Money in Boca at the IPIC Theater, which is like the that nice theater where we saw Joker in Chestnut Hill there, the Super Lux. It's like a little bit of a mm. step above even a Super Lux. Like mm. the food's a little bit better. The service is way better. Super Duper Lux? Kind of. And so we had dumb money tickets booked and I went to look at what time it was playing and I realized that Pulp Fiction was literally playing at 3.15, which was a more convenient time for us. Mm. And I was like, Luce, I know you're going to hate this. And <laughs> my dad, you could care less, but like, let's, I'm like, it's my fucking 40th birthday. Let's go. Mm. It was one of the best cinematic experiences I've ever had. Wow. I gotta say. Wow. Were you on your phone at all? Of course, the whole movie, but that, that, that doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it. I, I'd never look away from my phone ever, except for like sometimes at work and like during the show. Oops. I mean, at Oops. least there's that. At least there's the showtime. I'm painfully addicted to it like a fentanyl guy <laughs> on methadone mile, just hobbling or hobbling along. That's sick though. Were you, I assume, laughing at like every other line? Oh yeah. And just like saying them out loud probably? I was taking photos and videos of the screen so much that it was <laughs> getting embarrassing because I could see the people around me were noticing and I'm going to look and see. I have one, two, three, four, five. Your dad like, one, two, oh, three, four, kid. five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, ten 10 rows. I took over 50 photos of the screen while watching it and i saved all of them (laughs) do me a favor play it cool kid (laughs) me snapping like a hundred photos of the picture of ving or the shot of ving rames that i have tattooed on my leg bowl of rice um 
it it holds up. It's the best movie ever made. It's a perfect movie. There's almost no fat on it. I would cut Ooh. like five minutes tops, and it, it's perfect. There's nothing I would change. I love everything about it. It is just a great watch. I don't understand why the, uh, the more people. I think it's become like kind of cliche to say it's your favorite movie. I know, mm. no but no. it's there's nothing better. Mm. I'd, I'd watch it again right now, and I wouldn't even feel the desire to shut it off. I'm a sicko. Sometimes I just throw it on just for the sake of it. How funny would it be if he made Pulp Fiction 2? And you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna go ahead and rehash all the same characters, same storyline. Just gotta go with it, you know? What Pulp, are you doing? Pulp Fiction 2. Can you even imagine my excitement at that? I don't there's mm. no way that it would even be something I didn't pretend to love until I'm dead, even if it was the biggest bomb in history. It could be more boring than the hateful eight. I'd tell everybody that I loved it. Some things are like unsequelable. Pulp Fiction 2 is impossible. Well, John Travolta's dead. In theory, Samuel L. Jackson just fucked off. It would have to be like a, sta a standalone Samuel L. Jackson, <laughs> God bless you and keep you. A standalone Samuel L. Jackson flick, which- Well, I'm up for it, motherfucker. <laughs> him in, like, I'm gonna, I gotta say, 2023 Samuel L. Jackson, having done like 9,000 other movies that stink, I don't want to watch that movie. Yeah. It would be awful. It would just be, yeah, it would. But you better believe I would tell everybody I loved it no matter what. What's up, Joe? Joe, if you get on microphone, I'm going to snap. Um, what have you been watching? We both watched Bottoms. Mm, mm, a, mm, mm. a new movie that is also in theaters and on demand currently for a juicy rental price. Or... Uh, purchase let me find a summary real quick i got one okay, um oh shit have i nope i don't have a bottom summary okay go ahead hold on hold oh wait, yes on, i do dude. two unpopular queer high school students start a fight club to have sex before graduation hmm that is what this is it's a quick imdb this movie got a lot of buzz it's uh written or co-written by and stars rachel senate He's a great Instagram follow. She has cool boobs. Yeah, you're a fan. She showcases them. It's like she makes a big bit of it. It's very fun. Mm. This movie, I thought, was horrible. It was real bad, yeah. Mm. And her and the director, Emma Seligman or something like that. Siegelman, I think. She's the one who directed Sh uh, Shiva Baby. Yeah. They're like a team. Yeah. This is their second movie. It had like... I think Elizabeth Banks produced it, had some more money behind it. I think it's trying to be something of like a satire. Visionary like, director Elizabeth Banks? Yes, exactly. It's like a satire of 90s movies, like Clueless and stuff. But I I, I couldn't have been on this movie's wavelength less. Yeah. I didn't laugh once. I didn't even know what the characters were talking about most of the time. And they're speaking very clear English and like not even using slang. I'm just like, what is, what? Ayo Edibiri, I'm like, what are you saying? I'm I'm curious as to when her moment's going to fucking end. Yeah, you've had it with her. I don't even dislike her. I think she's fine. I'm just like, I've had it with the fact that she has such a moment. Because it's Bottoms, it's The Bear, and then there's one other project that I can't remember. She's attached to some big shit. And it's just like, okay, The Bear season three is going to be ice cold. This Bottoms was just a fucking nightmare for me. I was legit watching this and for almost all of it, just thinking, what is this? I must like, admit, though, uh, AO got a laugh out of me. I mean, it, it had its moments. It's I had a, a big laugh. 
Big laugh? Kinda. There's a scene where she was like, you don't care about feminism. Your favorite show is Entourage. Oh, yeah, that's funny. That got me good. That was a good line. And relatable, because that's our favorite show. It is, yeah. But, yeah, I... In classic fashion, I'm just going to say this movie was not for me. I'm going to say the same thing, because the Gen Z angle of this and the Gen Z speak or whatever the generation after them is, because it's like some of the people that would have been this would have been written for are still in fucking high school. Yeah. We grew up with some of the best high school movies ever. Like when we were really little kids, we had stuff like The Breakfast Club and John Hughes things, John Hughes movies. And then by the time we were in high school, we had like a She's All That, Bring It On, like this whole can't hardly wait like come on man like put this up against the, and i know can't hardly wait everyone would say is problematic now but mm. for what and it was great and it was a lot of fun terrific stuff yeah this one the like <clears throat> tone of this was just all over the place i was watching it thinking like people laughed at this the tone this is like really strong i just a part of me was like is this i know this isn't for me but there's a, at one point there's a scene where a girl screams yas queen slay and it just made me, and I wrote down, I feel like this will win an Oscar. I hate my life. Yeah, and I was, was watching this on the plane. Was that being ironic, them doing that? Or was that just like, I don't even know. It wasn't ironic enough. Mm. I uh, I had a bad time watching it. Watched it in like three sittings. It uh, made three? me miserable. This is one of those movies watching. I was like, do I like movies anymore? Am I dying? Do I even know what a movie is anymore? Happens uh, to me all the time. It was uh, bad and not funny, and I didn't like it. The director, his name, her action name is Emily Seligman. Yes. She was born in 1995. I was like pretty much driving when she was born. And I mean, that's fine, but I think she's a bad director. This movie looked like an episode of a Netflix original TV show, not even a movie, and this is in theaters. And... I felt bad for the movies they were trying to like lampoon or spoof. So I was like, they're all better than this. Right. I, don't, I don't know what this movie's going for. It had a 93 on Rotten Tomatoes with an 85 audience score. You and tell it, me how that happens. And I feel like I can get most, uh, you know, like, I'm hip. I'm with it. I know what the kids talk duck, about. Duck, 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 duck. Oh. I've heard people say like, no cap and stuff. <laughs> do, you, do you know what no cap means? No, that means you're not lying. Correct. Yes. And what if someone says, oh, that's cap? That means they are lying. Okay, good. Got it. <laughs> that was going to be my guess. I was going to think about it for a second because it seemed like a trick question. Oh, I have a hot, another, not a hot take, but just an opinion on this. Wait, I wrote down, oh, go ahead. Are you cap on this or no cap? No cap. Okay. No cap. <laughs> um, I wrote, have we gone so far to the left that we're going backwards? At one the one scene wow. where there's a man beating up a woman. A word? Like, is that to say that like it's okay that like we're all the same and that there's no biological differences? A man isn't supposed to hit a woman. I'm sorry if it's 2023. Mm -hmm. Quite frankly, no one should hit anybody, but definitely a man shouldn't hit a woman. Mm. And there's a scene where a woman literally gets beaten up by a guy. I'm just saying that whole generation is so far up its own fucking ass. They don't even have like a concept of the fact that like one might say that a man is not supposed to hit a woman. Mm. It's not your mother, all... it's a man, baby. <laughs> Why would any real woman want to do that? Hmm. Woo! 
Uh, I don't know. I'm, no. I've had it with feeling like an old, out of touch dinosaur. Cindy Crawford's daughter is in this. Kaya Gerber, for Christ's sake. Is that who that is? Yes. She's quite the looker. She also had sex with Pete Davidson oh, and hey. Caitlyn Jenner. What's up, Kaya? On the set of Caitlyn Jenner's Christopher Nolan Bond movie. Yeah, we got pretty wild. <laughs> Things got fucking. Folks, rewind that bit and listen to it again because it was that good. Yeah. I don't know. I hated this. I hated every second of it. And I finished it for the show and the show only. Mm. And yeah, Dan was watching it, some of it. And uh, he's younger. He didn't get it either. He was like, what the fuck is... Like, what is... We need him to be like 23 years younger. And then we can really, really dial in. Nice 17-year-old, like, hey, buddy, how you doing? Take your shirt off, huh? <laughs> um, awkwardness. Dan, make this happen, Frank, if you Yeah, could. go back in time and let me touch you. <laughs> right under the chest. What? Under the shirt. What? <laughs> I wrote, awkwardness is not funny, and I need comedies to start figuring that out. Mm. I've had it. Like, I mean, awkwardness can be pretty good. It's pretty you know what I mean, though. It's like Nathan for you, or I'm sorry, Nathan Fielder, rather, is doing it properly. Mm. And it's like anybody else who's still trying to pull that off is just riding in his wake or just not achieving what I think they're trying to achieve. Yeah, this movie had a lot of that. Where I was like, yes. was that a joke? Am I supposed to be laughing? Or was that like weird? I'm like, was that a good line or was that so bad? It's good. I didn't get it in either realm, no. but I don't know. People liked it. So that's Bottoms. Bottoms of the barrel. Am I right? Zen. I'm a, I'm a power bottom <laughs> while we're on the subject. Shit, 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 I'm buddy. down there and I'm taking it, but I'm in charge. <laughs> I'm winking again. My eye hurts. That's going to be on your uh, gravestone. <laughs> Just like a like my open butt cheeks. I got you with the open butt cheeks earlier. Did you see? <laughs> I did not. I went to the top of the stairs and I told Scott to come see something. And then when he came around the corner, I had my open ass. It's true. Because I have uh, issues mm. as a man, as I mean, have you. You're working through it. Mm. Reptile <laughs> on Netflix. Oh, yeah, Speaking of working through it, did you watch this too? I did. I forgot to take any notes. I got a bunch if that helps. Hit me, baby. Tom Summary? Nichols is a hardened New England detective, unflinching in his pursuit of a case where nothing is as it seems, and it begins to dismantle the illusions in his own life. Ooh. Dumb tagline or dumb summary. Something of a bean said crime drama. At least um, a New England said crime drama. I suppose, yeah. I didn't even realize this was supposed to be New England. Also, this was an excess baggage reunion with uh, Benicio Del Toro and Alicia Silverstone sharing oh, the screen wow. together once again. I forgot that movie existed. I, so did I. I can't believe I've heard no one mention that, though. I just had to get that on wax. I myself... I love to reference I can't movies. even remember if I've seen that. I just know that it exists. I remember it's like the first thing I ever saw him in. <clears throat> That's when she was like popping. Like right. Post Clueless, post Batman and Robin. Her unforgettable turn as Batwoman. She had something of a career. I think she was Batgirl. Clueless is great. Does Batgirl become Batwoman or are those two separate characters? Oh, I don't know. Rian? He don't. Buddy? E email he had in. a birthday this week too happy birthday buddy 35 happy birthday team you guys have back-to-back -back birthdays we do yeah ba -ba -ba -ba. <clears throat> that's fun we should have like a joint birthday party discovery zone or something mm. 
just fill the ball pit with diarrhea. <laughs> we could fill the ball pit with diarrhea. Excuse me, sir. Are you 40 years old? And I'm just like, yeah, but I had some dominoes and I, you know, I'm here. You're responsible for this diarrhea that's filled up the ball pit. <laughs> I thought you were going to slip into your Obama. They're like, oh, well, uh, my fellow Americans, uh, maybe don't have diarrhea in the ball pit. Uh, uh, this diarrhea was not me. That, the, that, that was always the best when you were at a place like that, like, like, um, bonkers or whatever and there would be an incident incident like yeah. oh like michael threw up in the tubes yeah. <laughs> i was like the fucking kid like puked in the tubes i got bullied Fuck. at bonkers in weymouth once reveal what? oh yeah i was with my friends from derby academy in the fifth grade i was 10 years old it was for no. some girl's birthday mm. i went into the tunnels and these like sixth or seventh grade boys were like hey you can't leave now and like my biggest fear, the reason I'm such a fucking asshole now and I confront everybody is because when I was a kid, I was so afraid of everyone. Mm. When I, and these kids like backed me into a corner and like wouldn't let me leave. They didn't do anything, but they were like, we're going to keep you in the tunnel. And I was like, I... You're like, I can't. I was like, I, I got to get that. out of here. And I don't remember exactly how, but I got out of it. These are the only memories I have, by the way, the shitty traumatic ones. Mm. And I remember I came out and my friend Greg Barbarian, who was this really big kid, he was probably like, when he was that guy who was like four inches taller than everybody and probably like 55 pounds heavier. Mm. He was like, who did this? I'm going to get him. And it was in that moment that I was like, this guy's the shit. Because <laughs> he like saved the day. And I remember he didn't actually end up doing anything, but the fact that he was, he had my back was nice. So Greg, if you're listening, I appreciate you, bud. That's class. Yeah. So if anyone ever bullies you, at this point in life, I'm your I'm your guy. And, you come to me. Okay, that's gonna happen soon, very soon. I would. I still have a fantasy, and Rion and I have both had this fantasy of being at one of your shows, and you're on stage, and there's a heckler, and we get to confront them. Mm. That would it would make me so happy. <laughs> them like being blindsided, not realizing we're in the crowd, or even just me. Mm. Hey, shut up. That'd be I give sick. him a. a, a I give it to him easy. Hey, I'm going to ask you nicely. Shut up. That'd be fun too. While uh, you're beating him up, I can remain on stage and give you a nice ankfit plug. Go through the site, give like the, the For number. For the crowd. The whole deal. Yeah. 617-797-3076. Give him a call. In. Um, reptile though. Benicio del Torio, Eric uh El Toro, uh, Justin Timberlake, Eric Bogosian, hmm. Carl Glissman, who's like the weirdo and everything. Michael Pitt. He is the weirdo and everything. Interesting cast. Michael, Michael Pitt's Pitt. a weirdo and everything too. Yeah, I was going to say. This I enjoyed. Mm. Didn't love it, but for a Netflix rage, I was like, I'm having an okay time. Timberlake's a pretty bad actor. See, I don't think he's bad. Really? I think he kind of shines, not in this, but he can be really good and stuff. I would say he's good in the social network playing he's great Sean Parker, who like is him. He should have like got an Oscar for that. And he that's it, it though. That's all I'll give him. Have you ever seen Andrew Nichols in time? I have. <laughs> it could have been anybody but him. I actually, in fact, I watched Andrew Nichols in time like two weeks ago because we're in a simulation. He's actually not terrible in Black Snake Moan either. This is just off the top, but... Um, mind you i'm gonna say he is <laughs> fuck it's like the most forgettable movie ever made you me and feldo seeing that and i want to say randolph if nothing else he's a very convincing on-screen crier he cries in several scenes and you can tell he's actually crying what was so, that movie I mean, that's yeah. not not having chops what's the apple plus original that he did like patterson or something oh yeah i didn't uh, mind that paddington <laughs> yeah Where someone like takes his niece and he's like that's a joke right or something dope like that. 
What I want to know is how come he had the best career of all those guys? Because J.C. Chazez is, was always my favorite. And what happened to him? He had like that one song with like Jordan Knight and then like, or not even. And then it, he just disappeared off the face of the earth. I think you're forgetting about the fact that Joey Fatone reignited his uh, silver screen career with My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 wow. this, this past year. I love how his name is spelled F-A-T-O-N-E, like fat one. Uh, and he's the fat one in NSYNC. That's not my bit, but good he stuff. He is fat. Yeah, I, I don't know. Reptile was, I liked it. I would recommend it. I think I gave it three out of five. Um, this guy, Grant Nichols, who directed it, it's his first. I love a de- debut. I think this is a good freshman effort. I think he can come back. Things that I would say is that he definitely bit David Fincher a little bit. And the movie has way too many drone shots. It does. A lot of drone shots. And a lot of real bad ones that take you out of the movie because you can just imagine them like tying their red cameras to a drone and being like, okay, I guess we're making a movie. I don't think I need more than one or two drone shots per movie. You need to do it in a way where it's not obvious that you're on a drone. Because now that drones are so easily accessible, a lot of movies use it. Because you can get a cool shot, but it looks dumb and kind of like cheap. Mm. Because, I don't know. Were you hoping that Carl Glissman would have a full frontal <clears throat> erection scene again? Like he did in that Gaspar and the Home movie? I was, and I can't believe that it didn't. Yeah. It fucked me up. He has a nice dick. Does he? Good size. Good I remember, girth. I remember thinking it was pretty whatever. I feel like he's got like a nine inch, no? A niner? No. What are you fucking crazy? Maybe I'm remembering a different dick. <laughs> One of the other dicks I've seen in my social life. I mean, it could be any number of... <sighs> also, how is how the fuck does Dominic Lombardozzi still get so much work? Because he ekes his way into this as well. Because he's probably the greatest actor we've ever seen, except for maybe Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh. He... Who did he play on Entourage? He poisoned Entourage as a character named Dom, who was like a friend from New York who they shoehorned into the middle of the first half of season six. Yeah, he was sick as hell. And he was like, hey, I'm here just to like ruin everything. I don't know. I would say overall, I liked Reptile. I thought it was interesting. It was mm. there was parts of it that were confusing, and there um, there's a there's a reveal that confused me, and I'm too embarrassed to admit it on the air. But reveal. Uh, Reveal. There's some stuff about about the end that I didn't understand. Mm. Because I might not have been paying enough attention. Mm. Uh, This sounds right. Yeah. We could probably say this about any number of pictures. Mm. I'm in the picture business. I thought I'd mention the new spinoff to The Boys that's on Amazon Prime called Gen B. It's a... the Boys is like the superhero show. I think that comes back soon. I hope so. Fun show. This show starts a little wonky. It's about like a college for superhero people. Some sort of team of people. And they're kind of, it's, you know, very similar to The Boys, obviously. There's uh, a guy who's like the Homelander of mm. this show, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger's son, Patrick Schwarzenegger, famously. Mm. Not the other one, the love child. <laughs> no, not the one that he <laughs> him had getting with. work. Yeah, him like. Bah. I heard Arnold on Howard the other day. Bah. It was nothing. Him Sorry like, for Do you guys that. remember when I was the biggest COVID vaccine advocate in America? <laughs> Fuck your freedom. Let's talk about COVID for two and a half hours. Ooh, that's all that matters to me. But yeah, this um, show, was, I want to see this. Yeah, it's fun. I like the main babe isn't great, but the second main babe 
is great. I think they should bump her up to main babe and maybe mm. send the first girl packing because she's kind of dead weight for the lead of this show. But Patrick Schwarzenegger's decent. They have the second main babe who's good. She's like an Ant-Man type. She can get really small. Mm. How does that look animation-wise? It looks good. And they get some fun bits out of it. There's a scene where she's having sex with one of the other superhero guys. And he's like, shrink down so like my dick looks huge. And then they do it. And she's like, you know, like dancing around on his DI. It's a good bit. I like when they do that in the the boys' most recent season and then the guy asshole explodes or whatever. Yeah, they do. His DI explodes. There's some stuff like that in this where it's like, Mm. oh, wow, they're thinking of some clever angles. Is it as wild as the boys and gross and over the top? Oh, I got to see it. Yeah, you're going to love it. It's like very uh, fucked up, gritty. It's got some bits. Do you need boys' context to enjoy it? It definitely helps. And the that redheaded girl who kind of looks like Shiv who like works for Homelander. She mm-hmm. pops up in this show. So definitely if you like the boys, I recommend watching this. It's on Amazon. And you'll, I think you'll fold in. Yeah, I'm nicely. 100% sold. I just haven't gotten around to it. Cool. Uh, I mean. No one will save you. Do you want to cover that? You liked it. Yes. Because of all the flying and the magic. A Hulu original, No One Will Save You. It's the movie we talked about earlier. It's got a gimmick. Is dialogue free. Boo. It's like an alien invasion movie. Mm. This movie I kind of loved. With Caitlin Deaver of Booksmart fame. Yes. And they got a lot out of her. Like it starts like she's just in her house and she hears something and then she's like puttering around. It's like, is someone here? Oh, is there an alien here? <laughs> and then like all of a sudden, just a a bunch of crazy shit happens. There's like a, a good twist every like twenty minutes, I'd say. Or not even a twist, but like something crazy happens every 20 minutes. You want to know something I loved about this movie? I didn't like it, but I loved this part where she goes into town and there's only like a second or two of dialogue and you could tell everyone hates her. And they don't really explain why. Exactly. She's just, that's in the tagline, an exiled anxiety ridden homebody must battle an alien who's found its way into her home. We don't know why they hate her. And that's kind of cool that they leave that open. Like a MacGuffin or something. That's what I mean. Like with the... Instead of having a bunch of people explain it, they, you know, everyone's like making silly faces and they show mm. some stuff in the background. They got to think of clever ways to uh, illustrate these points. I wrote down signs, but worse. <laughs> and I liked the runtime. Guess hour what? And, hour and 33. I love signs and I love this movie too. I think love they're both, both classics. Like this worked for me. I don't know if you, or yeah, you watched all of it, right? I did, yeah, I finished it. Like that scene... When the her showdown with like the first alien ends, yeah. like it's like got her and it's like cool alien tractor beam, and then she like stabs it in the head at the beam. last second. <laughs> Suck me right in. <laughs> no, but that was like dope. I was watching it with Dan, like, holy shit. Also, Dan says hi to Hank, by the way. He wanted me to sneak that in. Oh, cool. <laughs> Hank's now, not Dan, here. Now, but, oh now, shit, he is here. I, I don't have my music, Dan. <laughs> I don't know what to do without my music. Hank, how have you been? I've been all right. Did you have a birthday alongside Ank? Or I am forty-three. I'm a little older than Ank. I thought you might be. Mm-hmm. Your views are a little—they skew a little older. You know, I think it's mostly because I remember parts of the Reagan administration that I believe that the government has gotten their way, lost their way with the way they're handling 2023. Mm. And now I saw aliens on my ranch. Whoa. 
What'd you and do? they were I have been exiled as well for my racism. Yeah. When you and say aliens, do you mean like visitors from another planet or like I Mexicans? Do. Well, oh, them too. Fuck. I believe we should finish the wall. Fuck. Um, we we should. Biden's I, I don't feel like doing Hank anymore, so I'm gonna <laughs> fuck off. Okay, bye, Hank. That was for you and only you, Dan. Hank, have a goo. I always I, love to hear what you're up to. Hank is a good time, I guess. Sometimes, um, like yeah, he's racist. Yeah. Um, I wrote down Scott is gonna love this. I mean, that's always it. a fun note. And uh, I th- I said it was overly dark, like the Tim Burton Batman movie, the first one at least. No, I hate I that. It was, Overly dark. That was nice. I can't well even lit. see it. I could see it. What TV were you working on? I, I had your old one. I know it's a good TV. <laughs> Fucking a. Well, dope the blacks are better on LGs though, or on Samsungs than LGs. I must say. Oh oh oh! Um, I loved this, especially for a Hulu original. Like throw this. If you like alien movies at all, throw this on. I think you're gonna have a great time. Mm. I'm gonna say not for me, but I get it. Mm. That's pretty much all I watched that wasn't absolute garbage. Yeah, I feel like that was a nice medley. Yeah, we covered a lot. I started watching The Golden Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise, that naked dating show on HBO Max. I watched some of that. And season five of Love is Blind is up, and it's a hot one. Ooh. Zed, boy. Zed. It really is. It's a the, hot one. The naked reality show that's on max awful the, the one to watch for hbo it's funny to just watch for like half an episode because everyone comes out yeah. naked and i like how the production it's like any other reality show where like the interstitials it's like them like standing in a hallway yeah. with like their arms folded being like hey this is what i do but they're naked and it looks very goofy <laughs> just like Someone just standing there completely naked, being like, hey, I'm here, just talking, explaining my dumb life. It's very weird how it's like, it starts off showing their bottom half. And this shit, for those that don't know, the naked dating show on HBO, I forget the name of it, but they're, people are being, they're meeting each other nude. And that's their first, it's like a, you see just the bottom half of their body, like their legs yeah. and their DI. You literally meet them dick first. Yeah. Like, this reveal process where that yeah they show legs and like their belly and dick and that's it yeah then there's like a second portion then the third i'm hung like an infant so (laughs) for me to lead with my penis would just be a big laugh and then i'd be thrown off the show it'd be so funny like on tv while they're filming it like they let up the first part for you and then you're like and then you're like look it's like really cold in here and like there's a lot of people around it's a whole thing going on like don't judge like fuck off (laughs) don't judge him on this meeting alone (laughs) you fucking bitch he's normally a very nice guy queen um I, but yeah, I, I think I'd, I'd enjoy being on one of these shows if I were a single man and you know wanted to go on television nude. It'd be so funny to do the Buffalo Bill tuck. They they do the reveal of like the first quadrant. You're like doing the the ass spread move, open ass, <laughs> you're like, like dick ball, dick and balls, mangina into like my cheeks. Yeah, that yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> that sounds Cut it off, baby. Pretty fucking good, baby. Um, yeah. Is that enough? I, that might be enough. I think it's enough, Caitlin. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> what are your plugs? Where can the you, you're like getting some legit Pardon. legit stages now? Where can the fans find you before you don't have time for them? Um, I'll be playing Carnegie Hall next week. Oh wow! 
And, you and uh, John Mulaney? Yes. Ah, that'll be my big joke with Scott on stage. I feel like this is pretty good. It's not bad. It's like Obama, but white. Uh, John? Uh, good pull with uh, Olivia Munn. Uh, <laughs> I've beat, hey, Barack, my man! Uh, I've jerked off to her a couple of times. Oh, Barack, my man, let's go jerk off together. She's got a great issue of Maxim in, uh, I think, 2006. I have this big bottle of lube that's made out of recycled denim. Oh, oh, good. I'm gonna rub that black dick uh, with okay. my denim lube. Oh, you're... What? Denim lube. You'd be surprised. It does get down fine enough to create a lube and uh, not just dried up denim in a bottle. Uh, okay. All okay. right. Uh, now that we've got it all over your black penis, let's uh, let's go get off the air so we can enjoy each uh, other. Michelle, Michelle, turn off the recorder. Uh, Michelle, me and I'll, Bruce give you, I'll give you a shoulder massage if you leave with your big shoulders. Uh, I give Malia's work on Atlanta season four. A one out of ten. Good night, Bruce. Hey, Barack, have a goo, my man. Uh, thank you. Uh, uh, try that in a small town. <laughs> see, where, see what it gets you. <laughs> Bruce, you all right? My man, I'm dying. Bruce, say it ain't so. All right, have a go. Okay, Bruce. That was fun. Oh, it's still going. (laughs) I just threw up.